My name is Catherine Ann Byam, and I'm the host of Where Ideas Launch, the podcast for the sustainable innovator. COP26 is a moment in time that we will remember as either the time that we turned the world around for the good, or the moment, the last chance that we had to make a difference. COP26 has four goals. Secure global net zero by mid-century and keep 1.5 degrees within reach. Adapt to protect communities and natural habitats. Mobilize finance and work together to deliver. Let's see what the initiatives of COP26 will have in store for all of us. Growing up in Idaho with two business-owning parents, Gordon Olson learned the value of hard work early on. He's always been fixated on technology and how people interact with it, and his problem-solving nature led him to found Tory Industries. Tory offers tankless water heaters through a subscription-based model. Their unique service aims to reimagine water's utility through high-efficiency technology and a focus on the circular economy. Gordon is passionate about the water heater industry as it relates to construction, plumbing, and energy production. He's also mindful of the environment and how technology can enable us to live lives of abundance. Gordon, welcome to Where Ideas Launch. I appreciate you having me on here, Catherine. It's great. Wonderful to have you. And what sparked your interest in water heating? You know, it's, I've lived in multiple apartments and lived with, uh, you know, roommates, so forth, and it's always, you always run out of hot water eventually, um, you know, and so it really got to, for me, you know, I'm a, I'm a tinker. I like to think about things and problem solve. And so it became a, well, why isn't, why doesn't everywhere have a tankless water heater? Like it'd be so great. So we never had to run out of hot water and, you know, it found out that, well, tankless water heaters have a high use, a high amount of power. And so, you know, that's really where I got into my first steps into it. And from there, it really just kind of grew into being a passion for the industry, you know, seeing what other problems are in the industry and how, how can solve those as well. And so I've been on this journey for just about five years now, you know, and, um, on having this passion for the industry and, and following it really closely, seeing what's going on. So how did you solve the problem of, of the amount of energy it uses? Tell me, tell me more. Yeah. So we um, decided to use induction heating versus convection heating, like most of them. And if you use just induction heating regularly and you're heating a pipe up, it's, it doesn't really actually work because you know conservation of energy and the laws of thermodynamics and so forth that you don't get all that energy into your water like convection would and so we knew we had to maximize surface area to be able to take advantage of that and so the search really began for finding a material that was porous that we could maximize surface area that we could also heat using induction heating. And so we came across that, which is a specialized manufactured porous carbon foam that you can heat inductively. And it actually has better thermal characteristics than aluminum. And so we're maximizing that surface area 100X, but we're able to heat it with very little power using the induction heating. And that's where we get our um, high energy efficiencies. Wow. 
That is a big problem solving thing that you've just done there. Really impressive. And tell me how your parents influenced the entrepreneur in you. You know, uh, a lot of it was, I guess they're, you know, owning small businesses. It's a lot of day-to-day different problem solving, you know, a lot of things come up and, you know, managing, managing the budget and so forth. You don't have a lot of time. Sometimes you don't have a lot to work with. And so it's, what can I use this little amount of money with to maximize for the ultimate best uh, scenario? And, uh, you know, watching that, it really, uh, really built that out and uh, made me appreciate it into what, what small business owners go through and, you know, being able to, to create something and put it out there for people and have a, have a overall benefit for people has really, uh, really inspired me, I should say. Yeah, no, that's great. And tell me a little bit about why you wanted to, to get into sort of the sustainable development goals, like what sparked that interest? You know, a lot of it is, so I guess the, let's say 2020 and everything going on with 2020, it's, you could see, actually see a lot more of the environmental impacts of things. So I'm in, I'm in Montana and, you know, the, the weather's changing and a lot more fires and so forth. And it really then became a, Hey, we don't need, we can't just build this unit and follow traditional routes it became hey we need to actually build sustainability into our company so we can have this impact and you know there's a the big cultural shift with it as well and i'm all i've i've been big i guess in my whole life with uh hey you know let's let's keep sustainable and so forth you know but it's all in how we do it and how we do it the the right way. And are we actually being sustainable or are we just um, saying that we are? So that's where it really began of, Hey, we need to actually be sustainable, not uh, walk the walk, not just talk the talk. (laughs) This is what I love about sort of startup city. So green startup city, they start with the blank sheet, right? They start with let's design this thing into the first product that we bring out to market, which I think is, it's so, it's so inspiring. It's, it's the right way to do it. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's just the best format that we can have to, to kind of solve some of these problems. I want to ask a little bit about your challenges so far in getting started. So I think I can imagine that the challenges could have come from first, the technology of itself, then the backing, and, and then the launching, et cetera. So tell me a little bit about the journey. Yeah, so, you know, it's... Um... We're actually in this process of, of raising capital right now, which is a whole, you know, big thing on itself. And, you know, you're, you're right. A bit of, a lot of it was in the beginning, let's, we had to find the right technology. And um, so one of the best things that we decided to do was not just recreate the wheel, but let's find out what is already out there that we can take advantage of. And so that's what we actually did. And so um, we have patents that we're actually licensing and have exclusive licensing for that. Um, one of them is from a national laboratory. And, 
you know, so that that really helped and helped speed up the process of of our development. And, you know, from there it was, okay, now we have we have the technology, we know what we can do, we have the, you know, secured the the licenses and so forth. And now we need to to go out and, and raise capital and so forth. And so that's kind of our our stage that we're at now is raising capital. And you know, along this, I would say challenges, a lot of challenges come with building a product. Um, you know, some people, they, they especially hardware, they'll build it out and they might build it to where some parts are 3D printed. Well, if you're, you know, wanting like a product like ours that we plan on mass producing, you can't really 3D print parts, specialized parts and so forth and actually, you know, mass produce it. And so, that has been a lot of, since the very beginning in the prototype stage and all the way up into making sure that we're designing for mass production so we can have the, the best and greater impact. So I have a question for you. And this is gonna be a tough question. I didn't give it to you before, so be prepared. <laughs> all right. You might need to take some time to think about it. I know that in order to get the financing and the backing, you need to have that patent protection so that we need to look forward into the future of how this whole thing could be monetized and, and give a return to the, to the shareholder and investor. But at the same time, when you come up with a solution that's something that can save the world as part of many solutions that could save the world, what would you say is your responsibility to sort of share some of that technology? open conversation for debate. You know, I would say so, for example, like for us, you know, our, our big thing is having the, the greater impact. And we know that just being, being a startup, we can't have as great of an impact. And so with our technology, the, the hot water heating industry is a it's a massive industry from, you know, steam power to just your uh, boilers and hospitals and schools and, um, and manufacturing like pulp paper plants and so forth. So, um, you know, it's, it's a large industry and we know we can't cover the whole thing. And so with that, you know, to, to be able to share that, it is being able to actually sub-license some of the technology out and, um, you know, to, to key partners and so forth, so that that is able to, to actually expand and that it's not just, you know, closed in with it. So we can have that, that greater impact and actually, you know, I would say benefiting, benefiting everyone. Yeah. Good response. I'll leave it there. <laughs> it's always, it's always a debate that I have with people who have designed new solutions because there's a lot more pressure now to to come up with things and scale them quickly. Um, and it's always interesting to see how people approach it as they navigate between two worlds. And that's essentially where we are. We're between an old system that works in a certain way. We want to move to a new system. We don't know what the new system is yet. So it's always an interesting right. conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I definitely, definitely agree with that. It's um, the, the old way of things and transitioning and how that how that'll actually come out in the, in the end, you know, it's, it's big. Yeah. So we can shift now to COP26 and what are your thoughts on how important COP26 agreements are going to be, first of all, and what you expect to see and, and especially the impact in the U S you know, so 
I like for for me individually, I I like the these initiatives and you know to to try to have this greater impact and you know to to go back in in my background a little bit. Um, I've I've actually worked in the oil fields in out in North Dakota, and I was a roughneck for however long, and so you know I've I've experienced that life and been around. I guess you could say that culture of people as well as the culture of people that are, you know, more for sustainability and green energy. And, you know, there's, there's a good, uh, things can start at the top, but at the end of the day, you know, we have to be able to bring technology to the masses at an affordable price to be able to, to readopt new technologies. And, you know, so that's, that's what I like to see with uh, all these initiatives and so forth is, you know, how, how much are they helping, um, you know, not just, I guess, top level at the top level and, uh, you know, talking the talk, but let's say, are we going to be able to walk the walk, right? And um, bringing that down onto an individual level. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of education goes into that as well. It's not just uh, to, to the masses, right? It's not just a, I guess, plans and solutions aren't always black and white. There's many variables that go into things. And, you know, I like the, the overall plan. I think it'll, you know, have, have a good impact. And, you know, the only thing that we can do is kind of try it. And let's, let's find out, let's find out how good of an impact it has. And, um, you know, as, as we're trying it and moving through that, then, you know, if some things aren't, aren't working, you know, it's kind of like, like running a startup, you got to be able to be, you know, limber enough to be able to switch your direction relatively fast to pick a new solution to drive it that direction that will have the greater impact. So Gordon, how can people support your mission? Yeah, they can go to toriway.com. That's T-O-R-I-I-W-A-Y.com and follow us on social media. We're on LinkedIn as well as Twitter and, you know, share with your friends and as well as, um, you know, we're looking always looking for collaborations for license agreements and partnerships with, uh, with companies as well as different individuals. So. And you're looking in the U.S. as well as outside of the U.S. for collaborations or, or you're just staying U.S. for now? Yeah, both. Yeah. Oh, okay. More worldwide. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Now, it's been lovely to chat to you. Thank you so much for joining the show. Season four of Where Ideas Launch was brought to you today by Catherine Ann Byam, Business Resilience and Strategy Consulting Services. Catherine provides business assessments and strategic support to help guide your business toward a net zero future. Get in touch with Catherine Ann Byam on LinkedIn.